Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. There's a lot going on. There's some great racing coming up this weekend south of the border, and there's a lot going on as far as New Zealand is concerned. But I want to talk about yesterday at Albion Park, because without doubt, the star performer yesterday at Albion Park, and there was a few, was slipped to Hundy. This former Kiwi was absolutely sensational, winning again yesterday. So he's gone back-to-back because he was an easy winner last week. But yesterday... He was made to earn it, and earn it he did. He stopped the clock at 152.6, trained and driven by Narissa McMullen. And uh, Narissa joins us online now. Narissa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Chris. He was awesome yesterday. Yeah, he was. Um, sort of couldn't really believe how well he went. Every way you break down that race, he sort of just stood out. 27-5, 28 the first half, last half 28, home in 29-3. So first half in 55-5, middle half in 56, last half 57-3. And most horses, given those sectionals, and keeping in mind, you sort of missed the start. You had to chase him up, get into position, and, you know, he was just running from the very get-go. So he probably surprised you in many ways. Yeah, like I was sort of confident he's a nice horse, but um, to go that well, he really did surprise me. Um, a little bit nervous at the start, um, trying to get him back pacing and make the gate, but uh, once he was in position, he was right. So what happened there at the start? Was he just, you know, just a little too fired up, just a little too fresh? Yeah, it was a little bit worked up yesterday. Um, took us a while to load him onto the float and... Just in a bad mood, I think. But, um, yeah, he's sort of, he's a little bit immature and that's probably the one thing that's letting him down at the moment. Um, Hopefully that sort of improves with time. Okay, I'm glad you raised that point about getting him onto the float. Is he he a little bit of a naughty boy getting onto a float? Doesn't matter if you're going somewhere like yesterday, going to the races, even getting him onto the float to go home. He's, He's a little bit different, this guy. Yeah, he likes to make things hard, but um, it's sort of worth putting up with him if he's going to go that good. Okay. Is he the reason that you missed that drive earlier yesterday? Yeah, he is. So how close did he get yesterday to sort of just not being there? Yeah, there was a point where I was sort of ready to just scratch him. Um, We had to bring in reinforcements to get him on, and eventually we got there. (laughs) So so is it just... A phobia that he's got, just going onto a float. Yeah, he's a little bit head shy, and because he's such a big horse and puts his head up in the air, he thinks he's going to hit the roof. Okay, okay. Has he had this from his time in New Zealand, or is it just a new thing since he's been here? No, I think he's always been like it. Um, sort of talking to the owners in New Zealand, and they said, yeah, he's always been like it. Okay, so he is still owned by the Kiwis. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, sort of lucky enough to get the opportunity to train him. Um, They approached me and said, would you like to take him on a deal and um, jumped at it. So it's worked out really well. Just looking at his New Zealand record, um, he's got obvious ability because he's met and and, and beat some nice horses over there in in a very strong area too, the Christchurch area. 
Yeah, his form was really good over there and um, sort of looking at it, I thought oh, he's definitely going to suit the mile racing here and he's just kept on improving. So with that being said and with that maturity where he's still developing with uh, maturity and time, the Winter Carnival, is there a possibility that you'll focus on the Winter Carnival with this guy? Yeah, it's sort of in the back of my mind. Um, hopefully he just continues to get better and um, you know, like the Rising Sun, that'd be a perfect race if he just continues to take the next step up. And what about that new race, the Queensland Sun race, the Queensland trained horses only? Yeah, definitely. Like, that's um, probably sort of a main aim at this stage. Um, yeah, hopefully we can just keep his form good and um, keep him improving and maturing all the time and um, hopefully we can be in it. Right. Well, winner of that race, uh, exempt from ballot for the Rising Sun. So it's a, a nice pathway to get into the main event itself. How many more starts are you looking at before you sort of start focusing full on for the Winter Carnival? Uh, he'll have a, sort of a few easy days now and um, probably won't go again for another few weeks and um, like to sort of give him a few more starts um, in the midweek races, but then maybe just sort of pick out the better prize money races on the Saturday nights and, um, yeah, then see where we are after that. Okay. Have you heard from the Kiwi owners this morning following the time that it recorded yesterday? Yeah, um, one of the guys, Luke Sutherland, he owns a share and he was super excited, rung me straight after the race and, um, yeah, they're all wrapped. Okay. Did they think he was capable of sort of running that sort of time? Because that is quick. Yeah, like they knew he was a nice horse, but um, yeah, to sort of run that time and do it the way he did it, um, yeah, I don't know if anyone really thought he could do that. Okay. And how has he pulled up this morning? He's pulled up good. Um, he loves his feed, so that's the best thing about him. Okay. Well, that's slipped the hundy. We'll keep following him with uh, particular interest. Uh, you're one of our ambassadors for the Team Teal campaign here in Queensland for 2022, and you're off to a fly. There's winners left, right and centre. So you're holding uh, your end of the bargain up. Yeah, it's great to be getting plenty of winners um, during this month, supporting ovarian cancer, um, you know, raising plenty of funds and awareness. So that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the night off tonight. You're at Redcliffe on Monday night, but the night off tonight. Yeah, tonight's um, at home, taking it easy. Okay, so Matt's off to do uh, <laughs> to do the job tonight. Yep. Okay. How many horses are you currently working? Uh, we've got about 14 between us here. A couple of new Kiwis as well uh, as far as trotters. So are we looking at something for the, uh, the Jim McNeil Memorial Series coming up? Uh, we've got two trotters. They just come up from Sydney. Um, Joe and Mary Rando sent them up for the Jim McNeil. So looking forward to that. Um, hopefully they can do a good job. Okay. You love your trotters, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're a good challenge, no doubt about it. Hey, congratulations with that victory yesterday with Slip the Hundy. He is a serious horse. There's no doubt about it. And aiming towards our big features during the Winter Carnival. Really appreciate the time. Continued success. Thanks, Chris. There's Narissa McMullen. So he was by far and away the most impressive class for the Max. was awesome winning yesterday as well for Grant Dixon. He sat parked and proved too strong in 54-7. That's the half-brother to Colt 31. And Racy Roxy, first up since late November, she proved too strong winning in 55-3. But uh, the star performer there yesterday slipped the hundy. Three local starts now.
two wins. The only time he was beaten first up off the second row draw over the mile, but sectionally, he was sensational. But he was awesome there yesterday, 52-6. Speaking of Albion Park, Chief Executive of the club is Scott Steele, and he joins us now. Scott, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, listeners. I wanted to touch base with you following on from the announcement last week with Racing Queensland in conjunction with the club about those announcements, the big prize money increases for the big races during our carnival, the Black Safake, the Grand Circuit Race, the Sunshine Sprint and the Rising Sun. We've had a few days now. What's the feedback been from your end? Yeah, outstanding, Chris. A lot of interest from uh, overseas and interstate around our carnival again this year on the, on the back of uh, what was a fantastic carnival last year. And even the locals are very supportive of the prize money increase. It's good to see that um, Harness Racing is kicking a few goals. We probably um, were left a little bit behind in the uh, recent, before that, the uh, prize money increases. But now we're starting to get up to somewhere we need should be. So uh, a lot of positivity in the, in the ranks at the moment, Chris. Yeah, that new race that they've developed, uh, the, the Queensland Sun, we just spoke with Narissa McMullen, slipped a hundred. He's going to aim towards that race. It's the pathway towards the, the rising sun. I think that could be one of the, the star performers of the carnival at this early stage because we've got a lot of good local talent and by all accounts, they're all sort of heading that way now. So that's going to be a very good race, a new race on the calendar this year. Yeah, it gives the local trainers uh, a good chance to get uh, get into the big dance too, Chris, as, as you said. So um, it's going to be well sought, off, sought after. I know a lot of horses, or trainers have got horses for it and we're very close to announcing an iconic brand that will team up with the Queensland Sun as well as a sponsor. So uh, we should have that signed off in the next week or so, but uh, I can assure you, I think people will be very happy with the outcome of uh, the sponsor of the Queensland Sun, especially if they like a cold beer, Chris. Okay, we'll keep us posted in that regard once that's uh, signed, sealed and delivered. No doubt uh, you would have been excited. Just reading some of the, uh, the reports coming through from Melbourne following the Hunter Cup. I was interested as well. King of Swing won the race, and there's been talk, you know, this is going to be his final season of racing before he heads off to stud. Queensland was mentioning quite a few of those articles from Luke and Belinda McCarthy, so that's no doubt relief from your point of view because you want this horse here again during our carnival. We want the King of Swing send-off, that's for sure, Chris. We're already getting some uh, promotional and marketing collateral together. It would just be fantastic. Um, you know, King of Swing, the McCarthy's returned to their second home, Queensland, uh, the King, where he won uh, the Blacks of Fakes here. And such a great horse. It would be great to send him off. And um, to get the whole state behind him would be fantastic. I can just see the, the crowd full of King of Swing hats and that sort of stuff. So we've got some real good ideas uh, should the connections head that way. And all indications, if the horse is fit and healthy, he'll be here, Chris. Okay, well, good news there. I've got to ask, um, just from your point of view, we want King of Swing, no doubt, but... Is there a horse on your radar or at the top of your wish list that you want probably above all others? In a word, Akuda. I was talking to uh, Mark Purden He's the other your day. man, Mark Purden. Yes, yes, he's a, he's a good lad. And um, uh, talking the other day and we've been putting a fair bit of work in and that horse would absolutely be a blockbuster to get over here for the rising sun. And I'd, I'd say he's about 70% this way. And once again, the horse is fit and healthy. Talking to Mark the other day, he can't wait to get to the Queensland Carnival in winter. Um, I even think I've talked Nat into coming over, so she'll be hopefully taking the reins uh, on a few horses during our winter carnival. But Mark's very keen to get a cooter over here, and that's the horse we want, that's for sure, Chris. He is the next superstar. 
Okay. Well, they were notable omissions last year for our carnival. They were here, but they just weren't competing. But by all accounts, they will be here and uh, with strong reinforcements as well, by the sound of it. Uh, talking with Mark the other day, hopes to bring a team of about five or six horses, which would be fantastic. Yes, they enjoyed the racing last year and they enjoyed the social aspect. They come to uh, a lot of our events and uh, they were on a bit of a holiday, but um, it's all business this time around. So uh, you'll see the all-star colours going around in some form or fashion during the carnival without doubt. Okay, that's another good point you raised there, the social aspect. And that's something that you guys there at Albion Park are really keen to build on this year, the social aspects. Can you sort of, uh, you know, just slip us a few little details, what you've got in, in mind for the social aspect throughout the carnival this year? Absolutely, Chris. A couple of uh, things that we're close to uh, closing off on is uh, um, a couple of our barrier doors. We're looking at a rooftop bar in the heart of uh, Brisbane just to showcase our fantastic weather. We're looking at a, a carnival boat cruise as well uh, out in the Yacht Boat Club uh, cruising around the thing. Having a day at the football on the Broncos play on a Sunday there. We're looking to have take some corporate space there for people who are coming over for the carnival and, and our industry participants that want to do something different and also our very popular golf day last year. So um, we've certainly got a fair, fair, fair bit of uh, social aspect to the carnival and we honestly think that's what the Kiwis loved last year and our interstate visitors. Obviously, racing is all business, but it's also a time where the industry comes together and can enjoy a few laughs and a bit of banter around each other. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, given the, the beautiful weather at that time of year, it, uh, it, it just makes it the perfect sort of a, a perfect setting here in Brisbane as well. Absolutely. And uh, I've had the little jockeys um, texting me to make sure they're going to go this year as well. So uh, <laughs> the jockey driver's race will be back on the cards and uh, well sought after in the carnival as well, Chris. All right, well, we might have to just uh, rejig a few of those little races uh, this year, just make it a little bit more competitive. We'll see how we go. We might be able to work something out between now and then. It, we're, we're fresh into February, but uh, this carnival is going to be here before you know it, but there's plenty of work to be done, but uh, we're making good inroads by the sound of it. 100%. One thing we want to do is, is be um, sort of planned and ready to go, Chris, and as you say, it'll be on our doorstep before we know it, and we want to be ready full steam ahead and... The, uh, the feedback we're getting already in the inquiries about hospitality packages and different areas is already um, up on last year. So um, we've set a good benchmark, but we are looking to raise the bar this year, that's for sure. OK, one final one. You've mentioned that new sponsor. Just on the sponsorship front, is there a few others in, in, in the making? Yes, absolutely. I can confirm that um, last week, one equine, uh, Chris Essex, come on board and increased his uh, commitment to the club. So uh, Chris will be able to find some one equine, obviously Big Dog Pet Foods is one of his companies as well, but uh, he'll be a major player in our winter carnival, which will be announced shortly too. So uh, Chris owns a few paces. He owns a stack of galpers, so a great cost-code sponsor, and he loves a night at the Creek Bar, that's for sure. And he joins a round of golf as well, so I'm tipping he'll be part of that golf day coming up throughout the carnival. Without a doubt, he's uh, he's already earmarked that as our sponsorship, so uh, he's sponsoring the golf day, so uh, it'll be a great day as as usual. Great stuff. Scott, really appreciate the time. Keep us updated with all the things happening for the Winter Carnival, because like I said, it's going to be here before you know it. Thanks very much, Chris. We'll see you trackside. Excellent stuff. There's the Chief Executive of the Albion Park Harness Racing Club, Scott Steele, joining us. We've got harness racing coming through tonight. We go Bayside, we head to Recliffe, and it's a 10-race program coming through at Recliffe tonight. Action gets underway just after 5 o'clock, 5.22. So TAB have got all their fixed odds markets available for this meeting tonight. We'll be speaking with Bernie Ring from the club there 
very shortly in the coming week because I think those uh, catalogs for the upcoming yearling sale are just about to uh, to be released. So once they are, uh, he'll be able to join us, Bernie, and give us all of the details for that sale because it comes up next month. It's not too far away. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Wednesday morning to steer us into a winner or two for the meeting at Redcliffe, and he's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well. We've got 10 of the best tonight. What is your best bet? Yeah, I thought um, he's been a little bit costly, but I think tonight he gets another chance, and that's in race seven, horse number one, Rainbow Jet. He's been runner-up those past two. Um, just hasn't been quite able to get the job done. Two starts back, I thought he, he was all over a winner, but couldn't quite get there. And then um, last time he was three metres away, gets the gate from gate one, I can foresee him taking them all the way. I think this is his chance. Race seven, number one, Rainbow Jet. Okay, that's uh, two ten currently tab fixed price, and that's the final leg of the double, and it's also a quaddy leg, so we might be able to go very skinny there. What else takes your fancy tonight? Yeah, I thought in the in the opening race, I thought there's one there's come up at a nice price, and that's horse number seven, Charm Offensive. We'll be relying on a little bit of luck with the one uh, holding the lead, which I, I think can happen. Missing me, mate, is a good beginner, uh, gets gate one, and whenever he draws well, he's, he always fires out of the machine. So that's going to give Charm Offensive a perfect uh, trip there. She was a good winner of a Mayor's Qualifier on Saturday night, swept down the outside. Um, even if she gets locked away three fences, probably enough pressure in this race that uh, she can get out and, and get home. So I'm keen on her chances in race one, and that's horse number seven, Charm Offensive for Lockie Mandelman. Yeah, we spoke with Lockie yesterday, and the mare's absolutely flying. 4.40 currently with that runner tonight, Charm Offensive, in the opening race. So they're the two that you like. Uh, as far as the quaddie is concerned tonight, help us build one. How many do we need to play in this opening leg race five? Yeah, I think we can uh, go pretty hard on this quaddy tonight, Chris, and play it pretty skinny. Um, speed of sound, she starts from gate two. Um, so she gets the opportunity, probably has to sit outside the leader and do a little bit of work if she cannot get across. But uh, Lara Bay in gate one has led at her past few starts but folded up. Speed of sound, um, she was a good winner when she sat parked two starts ago. So I think she's good enough from that gate to, to take them here. So we'll go number two, one out in that first leg. And I think the second leg, we can again go one out with Kookaburra Princess. This mare, she's in super form for Shane Graham. Um, probably should have six six successive wins, but uh, one of those, she just she made an early error in the score up and was left chasing the gate a long way out and managed to fill a spot, but then was only beaten uh, about a metre. She's won five of her other six starts, so that should be six. She can probably just pull back early here and get around them, not worry about uh, hoping for some luck, make her own luck. So I'll go one out again with number seven, Kookaburra Princess. Okay. What about race seven, Rainbow Jet, one out? Uh, I'll be happy to play him one out for sure. I think he's a good bet. If you did want to take some insurance, she's notorious. He'll be camped right on his back and, and probably looks the only danger. But, yeah, happy to play Rainbow Jet one out. And that probably takes us to the most open leg of the night in uh, or of the quaddy, which is the last leg, race eight. I've got number five. She's all star on top. Um wasn't too far away from Kookaburra Princess. She's absolutely flying, as we've just mentioned. She No favours from gate five, but 
She's certainly up to a race like this. Manny Delights, he's going really well for uh, Dexter McLean. And from gate two, he can either look for the front or certainly sit outside them and be right there. Uh, Devil Sticks hasn't been too far away of late. Be throwing it in, even though he hasn't got a Queensland victory yet. And number eight, feeling the power, could just be the knockout. Um, absolutely luckless last week. Just everywhere he went, it just didn't pan out for him. And he was only beaten two metres, and that was behind many delights. So um, play wide there and going to leave out the favourite, number six, Jade's Terror. Just, um, she's got a, she's a bit of a rogue off the off the arm, this mare. So um, prepared to risk it, but you could throw her in if you did want to with those other legs all being one out. So... Going numbers two, three, five, and eight in the final leg. Okay, so just repeating your numbers. First leg, two only. Second leg, seven only. The third leg, one and seven, but you could easily go one and one as a standout there. And we bring it home with numbers two, five, uh, two, three, five, and eight. So pretty simple to attack the quaddie by the look of it tonight. Best bet, race seven, number one, Rainbow Jed, currently 210 tab fixed. And race one, number seven, Charm Offensive, currently 440 tab fix. So that's how we're going to play Redcliffe tonight. Just quickly, uh, Darren, yesterday we spoke with Nerissa McMullen earlier. Gee, it was impressive. Slipped the hundy yesterday. Wasn't he, what? He um, took a few cracks before he was repelled there in the in the early stages. She wanted the front, but uh, it wasn't on offer. And he had to do it the tough way, and, and the tough way he did. And I think... The sign of how good a win that was, the horse that uh, was happy to repel him for the front uh, wilted pretty badly. And, uh, you know, he was just, he was super in that victory slip barn. He was a good win last week as well. He had trialed well uh, leading up to it. So certainly got another nice uh, horse on her hands, doesn't Rissa. And um, she knows how to prepare them for, for these races. And, and the mile races really are there. Um, the bread and butter of some of her horses where they just really get out and really attack. But um, it's been a good week for us. You got a double with her own team there on Saturday. Um, it ain't the money. Lifted off the canvas to win the first. And Leticia, he was able to get the job done as well. Mm. Excellent strike rate training, Arissa McMullen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that winner slipped the hundy yesterday takes her to 198 career victories. So she's not far off 200, which is a a pretty good achievement because she is very select in what she trains. It's uh, it's definitely the definition of boutique. And uh, interesting, one of the horses that she did have that uh, she moved on, the fortunate son, um, has been going pretty well down in Sydney the last few weeks as well. Yeah, absolutely. There was a horse that broke 50 in a trial there this morning. Yeah, so well, the fortunate son, I think he went 149 and something the other day in winning. So, um, yeah, Golden certainly... Year. Golden year, but yeah, he went quick this morning. Same same stable as uh, the fortunate son, so um, Joe Connolly. So he certainly got his team flying. But Narissa, she certainly does a, a great job with her team, and um, it's starting to pay dividends. Starting to get, like she mentioned there, phone calls of, of people prepared to send her horses from without really knowing her. So that's a, a great testament. Yeah, great to see. Great to see. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time today. We'll chat again on Friday morning when we preview Albion Park. Sounds good, Chris. Good luck tonight.
There's Darren Clayton joining us. He's best bet, race seven, number one, Rainbow Jet, 210, the value play, race one, number seven, Charm Offensive. Let's go down to Sydney, and he's at the trial session now, David Thorne, because his star mayor, Antonia, steps out, resumes on Saturday night, going around in the Group 2 Sibelia Stakes, and uh, she's going to be one of the key mayors as we count down towards the Group 1 Ladyship Mile. He's online with us now. David, appreciate the time. Not a problem, Chris. Is it a fast track down there this morning? They've gone sub-50 in a trial. Yeah, they like getting getting them rocking and rolling here. So I uh, know the track's pretty good. So um, yeah, no, it's uh, there's no there's no easy ones nowadays. No, absolutely. Let's talk about your star mare Antonia. She's first up. She's got to take on Stylish Memphis on Saturday night. What can punters expect? Yeah, and I think she'll see a pretty forward showing. Um, she's had two trials. Um, I actually wasn't really that happy with her a second trial. Um, but I've since had the vet look at her, and she had just had a few little niggling injuries. We had to do a few injections. So um, she's um, she seems a lot better in herself now. She's nice and relaxed. And um, so hopefully going forward, um, you know, we're, we're on top of it now, and, and she's ready to roll. All right. So whatever she does this weekend, there's obviously a lot more improvement to come. So you've, you've timed it nicely and lead up to the Group 1 Ladyship Mile, hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, we were actually looking at going in the chariots as well. But when we had this little little hiccup, um, we just had to get her injected. So it's obviously a time thing. Um, so we just decided to bypass the chariots and concentrate on the ladyship. So she, she's pretty forward. As I said, she's had two trials um, and um, and then had had another couple of weeks' work. So she's pretty ready to go. Um, as I said, she will improve off the run. She generally does with racing. You know, she seems to get better each week. So, um, yeah, but no, she's pretty ready to roll. All right, and you've had to find a new driver because regular reinsman Jack Trainer is committed to stylish Memphis, so you've had to find a new partner for uh, Antonia. Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually didn't think Luke was going to be able to drive either because he's got a mare in it, but it, it never got a run this week. So, um, yeah, she, she might need another driver next week or the week after as well. So, But we're not really that worried about that. Um, I sort of spoke to the owner and asked him, you know, whether you, you know, Luke can't sort of probably guarantee if his own horse gets in the race, you know. But um, yeah. the owner said, look, I'm happy to do whatever you reckon. And um, at the end of the day, this is a $50,000 race. So we decided to put Luke on. He knows he knows that he's driven her a couple of times. So um, she, she's pretty easy to drive now too. Like early on, I probably would have been a little bit more wanting the same driver driving. But she, she's pretty good now. So, um, you know, you put one of the top drivers on if we have to in the ladyship. Um, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. As Luke said, I, my one might not qualify next week and then I can drive her. So that that's the plan, you know, and as the owner said, it's a $50,000 race. It's not a $5,000 race. So, um, yeah, no, we we put Luke, got Luke on and uh, he, he knows her a little bit. Yeah, I think you're going to be spoiled for choice if it comes to that uh, with the ladyship mile. I don't think you're going to be uh, missing out as far as a good driver's concerned. No, there'll be plenty there. So, um, yeah, no, we're not, worried, we're not worried about that. I'm just, I'm more worried about the horse and hopefully I've got a right she qualifies this week, and then uh, we'll go from there. All right. Beyond the Ladyship Mile, what are we looking at, David, with Antonia? She's only a four-year-old, so she's still got some maturity sort of racing left in her? Yeah, she has. She's got the APG... Um, well, it's actually the three-year-old from last year because all the APGs that year got put back 12 months. So she's got the three-year-old division from last year. I think it's on in around April. And she's also got the Riverina race, which is four- and five-year-old mares. It's it's in April, too. They sort of half-clash a little bit. But I think APG may have... Mo- they're trying to get them to move theirs back a couple of weeks or something. So so she's got them on April... Um, April, May, I suppose they'll be. Um, she's got them, too. And then 
just after that, I mean, um, it'll just be seeing how she goes, I suppose. And, you know, there's plenty of, there's actually quite a few mares races now, you know, like between here and Melbourne and Brisbane. Brisbane have obviously got their, you know, mares races, even the Rising Sun, you know, she's a, only a four-year-old mare. So, um, you know, they're all on the radar. You obviously can't go in everything, but they're, they're the main ones. If we can, if we could qualify for the ladyship and then, Obviously, the gold and, and the Riverina race, they're the, they're the main three at this stage. All right. But you are mindful that you have got options here in Brisbane during our carnival, the Rising Sun and the, and the Golden Girl as well. Yeah, well, I see. I was actually only looking through the other day and it's like, it's worth 100 So, um, yeah, there's plenty of options for sure. All right. Well, good to hear. Everything else is well in the stable? Yeah, no, all good. Miss X is having a first run back. She's getting ready for the Oaks, so... Um, She's in a pen of drawn bad, but um, she's she's trialled good. So, yeah, no, she's good, and we've got a couple of two-year-olds going all right. Um, going to turn them out, but um, yeah, no, there's a there's a bit of promise there. So we just got to keep them all fit and healthy, and and away we go. All right, well, that's half the battle. But uh, in saying that, with the three-year-old fillies, there's some good depth there. We saw it yesterday. Uh, the Kiwi filly, she looked good, and there's a few others up and about down there at the moment. So uh, competition is going to be stiff. Yeah, the, the, the Oaks and the Derby look very strong, um, I think, this year. You know, um, I think Miss X will be more than up to them. I'm not saying she's better than them. She's probably not. But um, she, she'll be following. Hopefully, they'll sort of go hard in them races. I reckon, sat off them, she's actually very strong and she's got a bit of speed. So, I think the long triple suitor. Um, I mean, horses like the one of Crandall Gettys, they might be a bit too good for her. But I just think sometimes them races get run upside down and, you know, we're obviously going to be have to drive out for a little bit of luck, but I think she's a nice enough filly. All right. Well, we'll watch with her. So she goes around in the first race at Penrith uh, tomorrow night. Race one, number six, Miss X. Who knows? She could even be Queensland bound as well for a race like the Queensland Oaks. Good luck with the upcoming uh, Ladyship Mile Tilt with Antonia. Good luck with those other targets that you mentioned, the gold, the Riverina feature. Hopefully we'll see you here in July for our carnival as well. No, that'll be perfect.